Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, the House of Black makes their return. L.A. Knight is going to officially face Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Okada shows up on Dynamite. Impact Wrestling is back to TNA, and they have a great Bound for Glory show. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. I saw that Okada shit. I thought somebody made that shit up. I really didn't even think it was real until, like, Wednesday night. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Big Papa Dump. <laughs> Sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? I don't know what they want from me. It's like the more beefers I come across, the more five stars I see. And the funny part about your AKA is the joke, that he, the, the story that he told before we even got on the air. That's what made it even great. Irony is a great part of life. You got to love it. And on that lovely note, I'll ask your congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Bag Green Song Podcast, Volume 331. Chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trade of your BFR. Uh, you know, just talking a little wrestling, you know, go make some jokes, smoke some weed, have some laughs, you know, the huge. And out there in Portland, Oregon, making his triumphant return, we have Three Beers Act. Pullman, what's going on, Three Beers Act? BFR West is in the house. Uh, just your typical Thursday, uh, just outside in elementary school watching some girls' sports. Uh, my my daughter is one of the girls, so um, not just a recreational God. activity for me. Uh, so. Welcome back. Yeah. And sitting to my right, we have Vice. What's going on, Vice? What's up, guys? I had to, had to listen to you guys talk about uh, jokes for the past two weeks. <laughs> Turn around talking about puns like I ain't got none. Which I think I've sold them all. Uh, so we have a the gang is all here. We have a pretty standard week of wrestling. Oh, you know, shit. not not super newsworthy, but as always, there was a fuck ton of it. And then you throw in Bound for Glory, there was a fuck ton of it. Uh, I didn't even watch any of the New Japan uh, Super Juniors shit but there is a fuck <laughs> ton of wrestling fuck about that. <laughs> i just don't I, how much fucking time do i have i didn't even mention that we got osprey versus uh speedball mike bailey which <laughs> stole the show at a tremendous bound for glory so oh, uh, let's not fuck around anymore without further ado <laughs> let's get to that recount we're back JCB, kick it off. I don't off. even know what the fuck I want to talk about. Fuck it. I'm just going to stick to the script. Just go go from there. We're just going to talk some WWE off the jump. Um, LA Knight, uh, obviously the one of the big stories from WWE proper. He is getting his WWE title match at Crown Jewel versus Roman Reigns. Uh, make sure I'm thinking this right. That came out last Friday, so Friday night. That was a, a big point of discussion where now L.A. Knight is in the catbird seat. What to do next? Heyman and L.A. Knight had a nice little um, opening segment where L.A. Knight just basically punked Paul Heyman out until 
basically said, tell your boy I'm coming for him. So in this scenario, it is a done deal. We've got L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel, once again, feels like it's going to set up to be a nice little show. You got that. Seth and Drew, uh, Damian Priest, and Cody Rhodes just got announced on Monday night. I'm sure I'm missing a couple more matches. Uh, the women's uh, five-way match. So it's just on name value alone, loaded card for Saudi Arabia. Uh, Zach, since you got limited time, I'll let you talk about uh, LA Knight becoming the number one contender and crown jewel if you want to. Just to start off, I just want to say that sports watching works. Um, It took me like, what, uh, not long. I remember I canceled my WWE network because of the Saudi Arabia show after the um, the journalist uh, killing, and then now I'm just like, oh, I'm super pissed. I'm busy on Saturday, and I don't get to watch the premium live event live in the morning while I fold laundry. So um, <laughs> I'm always looking, to these, looking forward to these shows now. So uh, fuck me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, sports watching works. Um, I don't know. LA Knight uh, is a fun contender. Good for him. I don't think anybody in the world thinks he's actually going to win, except maybe a few Vincels out there that might get butt hurt whenever their favorite guy loses. But your favorite guy shouldn't always be champion. Uh, LA Knight's entertaining, but like I'm actually kind of worried that he's going to have a good match. Um, he's kind of mid in the ring. He can do Ooh. some fun stuff. That that jump to the top rope, like for the superplex, is a fun spot. But um, he's not on like Roman's level. He's not a main event wrestling guy. He's got a good personality. And he's a veteran, but um, I don't know if he's like super big show main event material. I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take because he's so popular right now. But yeah, I would say that's a bit of a hot take. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll give you a hot take. Uh, he is mid. Oh, he is on Roman Reigns level because that motherfucker's mid in the <laughs> ring also. <laughs> Did take a big pop and dump right on that. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> um, I agree, but listen, Zach. Uh, let me ask you though. Um, La Knight, he's a journeyman. Uh, he's been, you know, he's the type of guy that likes to say, "I'm an overnight success story." And overnight took twenty years. Uh, but the moment doesn't seem too big for him. He was leading off SmackDown on Fox. Uh, with Paul Heyman, one of the best to ever do it, in the ring, and he seemed very comfortable with it. It wasn't. It's not like they're pushing a guy who is in over his head. No, you're right about that. He he definitely held his head, and I really liked their their face off segment whenever Roman came back. Um, that stuff that stuff's good. Yeah, totally. I just think about the, the big show, like the the 15 to 20 minutes or whatever they'll spend in the ring. But uh, but yeah, leading up and everything. Yeah, you're right. He's Absolutely holding his own. What else, Jason? Um, just because I was looking at the notes, I want to jump towards the end because the SmackDown uh, show wasn't really packed with matches, but more so of a storyline SmackDown. KO had a nice little sit-down segment to figure out what's next for KO because that is a big story. He is on the side of SmackDown now. You would probably think another Roman Reigns match would be in play. It would be almost beneath him to go for the uh, the U.S. title at this point. So we're just kind of seeing what's next for uh, KO. He doesn't know necessarily what's next for him, but he is on that side. So 
there's you have an impact guy, a main event player, and Kevin Owens, he's not going to be in the mid card, is my guess. Your guess for what's next for KO? Zach? I would assume after LA Knight that uh, Owens is the contender to kind of get us through the WrestleMania season. I don't see the night thing continuing on. It'll just be kind of over and done. But KO, it's been a while. You know, they can circle back to it. KO is definitely a main event guy. Charlotte EO for the uh, the women's title. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Hold go on. Ahead. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't know if you were on a. I was pile just, on or not. I was just taking the drag of the cigarette. Um, there are rumors that Randy Orton is set to return around Survivor Series time, which is creeping on the come up. So, I don't – I'll tell you what, KO versus Roman just doesn't excite me at all. Um, I would rather see Roman and Randy Orton, to be honest. I, I mean, because if the, the Roman thing doesn't really need anybody else, and I – and um, you know, if you're looking for a blank canvas to have a feud, uh, there is no blanker main event canvas than Randy Orton. Um, I would rather see, personally, I think I'd rather see, man, I have no idea. I, I guess I want him to flip heel. I guess I want KO to flip heel again. I mean, it's been a while since he's been a heel, right? He has not been a heel in it's been a little bit, year and a half, two yeah, years, I was something say, like that. It feels like a year. Dude, put him in G5. The G, the G, the G one, <laughs> same thing. G five is luxury. It feels much more relaxing than the G one. The G one feels like shit. Just watching it, I'm like, God damn, I'm tired. Fuck. What, uh, or, or if Orton comes back, KO flips heel, and then you have Orton versus KO. That's something I could get behind too. What do you think about that, Zach? That sounds pretty fun. Uh, I feel like putting Orton in the main event is totally fine uh, right away if you wanted to. He's that big of a star, but uh, he goes really well with, I mean, almost anybody. He will be kind of more of a baby face coming in initially, but he can do a quick heel turn if you need him to uh, also. So I imagine he probably would have been with Riddle if Riddle was still around as far as like wrestling Riddle. Like they would have teased to get together and then set a feud, but who knows? Yeah, big what if on that one for sure. Um, EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair in the main event of SmackDown for the uh, WWE Women's Championship. EO retains, but the bigger story obviously is the return of Bianca Belair. She comes in to help make the save after damage control begins to beat down Charlotte Flair post-match. I've always said that I've never understood the the appeal of Charlotte, I guess, or the thought that Charlotte should be a baby face. Charlotte should never be a baby face. She just, it, and I'm not knocking Charlotte. I like Charlotte as a wrestler. It's not, you know, I'm not running down Charlotte as the talent. The Her character right now is not who she should be. She should be a heel, flat out, no bare bones about it. Just let her run rampant over the division. I'm not saying that literally, I'm just saying figuratively because she's the queen and that's what she typically does. I get Bianca making the save, that's fine, but I'm still ultimately, I guess my point is I'm waiting for Charlotte to bite one of these motherfuckers in the ass, whether it's Bianca or EO or whomever it may be. Charlotte is on that fence of being 
you know, baby face heel as far as I'm concerned. She doesn't need to be on the fence. Just kick her on the heel side and let her stay over there. You say that because uh, you think she is a better heel or just because she's not likable? It's both, actually. People d- genuinely do not like Charlotte Flair. Okay, that's fair. Lean into it. Do and I think she's a, easily a better heel. Do people not generally like Charlotte Flair? Oh, or yeah. do do we not generally like no, Charlotte no, Flair? No, it no, seems no, like no, when you say we, do you mean me? <laughs> I mean me. Yeah, yeah you, motherfucker, yeah. you. I know, I know where I stand. Which is where? I was getting ready to say, I know what you getting ready to say. I'm throwing the L at you, goddammit. It's my turn. Shit. Get up there and dunk that shit. We done um, it on everybody this week. I'll admit, I didn't watch. I watched SmackDown and Raw today. It took me about 45 minutes to watch both. <laughs> and 15 of those minutes were Logan Paul related. So, um, I didn't have to watch. I, I, I had no, no illusions that Charlotte Flair was going to beat EO Sky. I was like, damage control is going to get involved. Bianca Belair will probably come back. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> this, this Negro Dobbins over here. <laughs> I mean, just give me. I, I just want EO Sky to have like an actual defense of her belt where she wins clean and doesn't need damage control. And if that comes from Charlotte Fl- or from her turning on Bailey and EO uh facing Bailey and then beating Bailey, so be it. I hope that's something that happens, but I'm not really that interested in I'm not re- really that that interested in this uh this storyline right now. It just seems very predictable and pretty Pretty bland to me. It's fucking. It's it's Cena shit. I, I will. No, I will agree on the fact that I'm waiting for EO to have a a queen title defense at some point. Speaking of Cena, are they trolling me by <laughs> by calling him the greatest of all time? You just like, now kept, constantly. Kept it, you now just kept it on that. But you, you know, I'm like, man, hang on. Did Ric Flair die? Did yeah, Ric Flair die? Why? Oh, you know what? I didn't even bring him up in the intro. I should have. We got yeah, Ric right? Flair this weekend. But, um, yeah. Why, why, they say it with such certainty. It's like, seriously? That's what we're doing now? Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. Fuck. Is that because we're headed towards another Cena versus Reigns? Because they said Cena's sticking around until the SAG uh, strike is done. So, we can't be getting Cena versus Reigns again, are we? Is Cena going to take the belt off Reigns? No, but I think... Is it still Cody? I think it's still Cody, but I think he can put Solo Sokol over in the intermediary time. Um, They crossed paths on SmackDown after John basically came out and made the the wildest claim I think I've ever heard come out of his mouth saying that he hasn't won a TV match in over two years. I almost fell off my fucking chair when he said that shit. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like... Super Cena? You're shitting me. Uh, this has got to be a mistake. I never looked it up to even find out. It was pretty late. So, I, did, you know, I was just boggled in the fact that he even had that stat and that seemingly is true. Now, that being said, I don't think it, I'm not looking for him to break the, the tie with Rick. I'm looking for him to put Solo Sokol over and make him feel like more of a main event monster heel that he ultimately he's going to be. I did watch the Cena segment uh, just so I could be prepared to shit on it. So before I go full big pop a dump on it, uh, Zach, what you what you think about the uh, John Cena Solo Sokoa 
uh, segment. So, uh, I don't know, Hulu is not showing those abbreviated versions for me the last week or whatever, so I didn't get to watch. I, I read uh, results for WWE because um, the Hulu shit isn't, isn't on there for me. It, the Cena segment really reminded me of, remember that CM Punk segment where CM Punk came out and he was like real down on himself and then Ace Steel came out and talked him into it and then CM Punk just did a 180 and he's like, no, I'm going to do it and I'm going to win. I'm going to win it back for Moxley. That doesn't seem like, like Cena was real down on himself. He was talking about retirement and then he turned into Black Preacher Cena like instantly. He's like, but I love hearing from y'all and I'm going to do it and it, nobody can tell me no. The WWE Universe is behind me. I can do anything. I can fly. It was so fucking stupid. God bless America. God damn America. I would love to hear him say that. <laughs> John Cena gave 169 by Bill Vagy. Oh, my God. Jeez. Cena just say, doing it again. Look at the bench going ape shit. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. God, he sucks so bad. But I do like the fa- I do like the oh, idea of him geez. putting Solo over. I do not like the idea of him beating Solo. I don't think that he, well, if he beats Solo, it's not the end of the world. Solo's losses have come to guys that have been booked relatively too ridiculously strong. So if John Cena is the third, so be it. I'm not going to sit up here and, and lose, you know, tears over this shit at this point. It's not like he's got a, some sort of undistreet streak going. So, you know, I get you. He shouldn't be going over to Sola Sokoa. I will give you that. And I don't want to take over your count or anything here, Jason, but what do you think about it looks like we're headed towards another Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series type deal. They get Nick Aldis in there, and immediately Nick Aldis is trading barbs with Adam Pierce, kicks Adam Pierce out of SmackDown because Jay Uso showed up. Um and Adam Pierce says, let the games begin. Zach, are we going to get a War Games match at Survivor Series between Raw and SmackDown? And if so, because I think I know what you're going to say. If so, are we going, is it going to be actual factions or is it going to be a bunch of randos? It's going to be red versus blues. They're going to bust out those generic uh, red Raw shirts and the generic blue SmackDown shirts, and they're going to invade the uh, other uh, brand, and uh, you're going to see all the all the classics. Uh, but I don't know if they'll actually do that. I'm just joking. But they will definitely be uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Seems like that's what we're going to. Is there a chance that we get Nick Aldis versus Adam Pierce? Because actually, I think I'd be more be pretty wild. Actually, I think I'd be more into that. Nick Aldis is clearly here to wrestle, right? He's not hurt or anything, is he? I don't think he's here to wrestle. I, really I don't think he's hurt, but I also don't think he's here to wrestle. I think uh, he's just uh, got a got a job, which is good for him. He's yeah. like he's like a shortstop. He can do both. <laughs> but why would they? Why would they bring a guy who was just wrestling, who was kind of wrestling at the top of his game recently, 
Are they just doing it like addition by subtraction because they're that scared of Billy Corgan over there in NWA? No, Billy Billy and Nick Aldis were not getting along. So, I mean, at that point. It, really? It, no. It, it, fuck Billy no. Corgan gets along with everybody. <laughs> oh, clearly not with uh, Nick, along with Nick Aldis. Um, so that, that split is, you know, by mutual, you know, fuck you. I don't like you. Well, fuck you. I don't like you. And get, I'm, then I'm gone. So, they, you know, Nick Aldis makes a quick pit stop over in Impact. We thought Nick Aldis was just going to, well, at least I threw him out there as one of the guys that I thought would be in this year's Royal Rumble. So, I mean, we've it took nine months, but, I mean, he's here. I just don't think he, he's here for what we think he is. And that's for the, well, what you think he is. I think he's perfectly content backstage. There's plenty, plenty of talent on the WWE roster without throwing Nick Aldis involved. Perfectly cool right there. Let him stay in the back. All right. What else you got from WWE? Let's jump on over to Raw as Judgment Day opens the show. Cody and Jay Uso come out slowly but surely to interrupt said discussion. This is where the Cody and Damian Priest match was made. And then in turn, Cody takes a shot to the ankle, leg, lower body injury. We'll, we'll call it hockey-ish, if you will, to the foot, ankle, leg area, and is basically limping for the rest of the show. J.D. McDonough coming out with the assist to help out Damian Priest once again, trying to get out of the Judgment Day doghouse. Um, interesting, one bit of interesting, but a point that Cody did make, he kind of called, well, not kind of called, but throughout that Rhea Ripley was the leader. And, of course, he said, I know you what you guys are going to say, but there's no leader in Judgment Day. But, obviously, Rhea Ripley had her fingerprints on the show, whether she was on screen or not. So, is Rhea Ripley the de facto Judgment Day leader? I say yes. Zach, what do you think? Oh, I think no question whatsoever. She seems to be... Uh the one in charge. Um, are we thinking that, uh, so at crown jewel, we're going to get Rollins versus McIntyre Rollins versus McIntyre had somewhat of a gentleman's agreement backstage where they said, okay, neither one of us is going to let the judgment day help. That is uh, a checkoffs gun situation. They're not even going to introduce that idea unless something of that nature is going to happen. So, are we we're gonna do predictions next week? Are we getting a title change at Crown Jewel? I don't see Seth Rollins <laughs> siding with the Judgment Day, uh, especially because they've been doing such a pretty admirable job with this slow burn heel turn uh, with one Drew McIntyre. Are we getting Drew? Is Drew McIntyre gonna join Judgment Day? Go ahead, Zach. I think we're gonna get uh, Damian Priest kicked out. Of Judgment Day, I think that's the long term, and he'll be kicked out with his briefcase. Maybe turn babyface and cash in as a babyface on somebody. That's kind of my thought process. Seeing this week's Raw and trying to play it out in my head, Rhea Ripley can come out and just stand there and just not do anything and influence the match. Priest being tag team champ, I'm the, I can't see them allowing him to cash in at this point. That's just, you know, that's the embarrassment of riches. So I can see Priest being on the shelf. 
Um, I don't see Drew joining Judgment Day unless he's champ and Rhea helps him do it, and I don't think that Seth's going to lose. So ultimately I'm going with no that Damian – well, Drew is going to be out. They'll ultimately kick Damian Priest out somehow, some way, or he'll just leave because J.D. McDonough is basically – waiting patiently to take his spot. So that's my guess. Drew out, Priest out, McDonough in. So let me ask you this. And, I, you know, I I hate the overabundance of fancy booking on podcasts and shit like that. But, uh, you know, if I, if I preface what I'm about to say with that, about how much I hate it, then I can basically do anything I want. You know, it's yeah, like the yeah. same, same idea. I, I say it with all due respect. Right. <laughs> same idea as when you're bartending and you're kicking somebody out. If you call them sir, <laughs> right before you tell them to get the fuck out, you can basically say anything you want. Why don't we have, you know, for a really novel, for a really novel cash in, Judgment Day has been running roughshod over Raw now for months. Why don't they just come out during a Seth Rollins segment and be like, we're cashing in right now, and all four of us are going to beat the shit out of you, and then Damian Priest is just going to pin you. Kayfabe style, what is the reasoning behind this? There isn't one. Trick question. I'll answer it for you. There isn't one. But I'll let you go ahead, Zach. Yeah, that is one of those things where we have to suspend disbelief. Uh it's just like one of those tropes where, oh, that's just not a thing that's done, but it is totally a thing that would be done uh, in real life. Um, I don't have an answer. It's pretty funny, especially on a heel side, on a babyface side. You're just like, oh, well, that's not how they want to you know, conduct themselves. But they would absolutely conduct themselves like that. So, right. They, they would just come out and be like, what up, turd? And then they would just <laughs> take his ass out. See Biggie. Um I would like to think that, you know, somebody in the locker room would be like, you know, as a baby face, would be like, hey, you know, they're out there beating up Seth Rollins. You know, I don't like Judgment Day. Let me come out and help. That's the only thing. If we're playing the kayfabe style portion of the program, that's the only thing. Cody Rhodes came out on one fucking leg, for God's sakes, and and fought off Judgment Day at the end of Raw. I would like to think other people with all healthy parts, limbs, etc., would follow Cody Rhodes' lead and try to at least make it a fair fight. That's my, you know, as corny as it may sound, fair it up. But I will show you exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen, Cody freaking Rose. He just got work on hour one, and then on hour three, he's like, no, you don't. That's my boy. You ain't going to come out there and whoop on Jey Uso post-fact and, and me sit there and not do anything at all? Nah, man, that's how this would work. Somebody would come out from the back, and up. somebody would be like, you know what? We can't let he's this shit up. slide. And that's how it would work. Crazy, it, corny as it may be. That's how Judgment Day. Judgment Day would have to fight off somebody. They ain't just going to be, you know, passing motherfucking Seth around and be like, yeah, you hit him. Now you hit him. Now you get your finisher off. No, no, no. <laughs> you act like this is a blunt around here. This ain't no blunt. This ain't your favorite for- porn star filling the blanket sentence. No. We are, <laughs> I was going to say, we are not going to allow 
Seth Rollins to get worked like that. I'm sorry. That's just me. Now, if that makes me naive or Cordy, fair enough. But I refuse to sit there and believe that Seth Rollins would get you at work like that and nobody comes out. Nah. Zach, that's you. I was getting ready to say that's your cue. <laughs> I don't know. I, I totally agree. Uh, I don't have anything to add. Uh, I'm ready for the Judgment Day stuff. Uh, it's, been, it's been good. It's had a, a good run. Um, but I am ready for a little mix-up on that side. They took KO out of it. Uh, but, yeah, I think adding something new and fresh into it, I don't know if it's a split or what, but um, – you know, they've had some strife and some kind of, you know, disagreements and stuff. But, um, you know, it's uh, it, I don't, it's running its course and it just needs like a, a breath of pressure. Um, I just want to touch on the women's segment for just the, the front part of it. Just the, the fact that somebody was like, okay chaos is getting ready to happen as soon as you walk down to the ring you sign your ass right here and she, adam appears to just kick them out of the ring but at least chaos didn't happen right away it happened later on but neither here nor there um the aforementioned drew mcintyre and Sami Zayn had a really good uh one-on-one singles match i thought it was the best match on wwe proper not excluding uh nxt i thought nxt had its own pretty good show as well but neither here nor there um Sami Zayn, I thought, was right there in the end, and this is where I was saying about Rhea Ripley. She didn't even interfere. She just came out, and all of a sudden, the whole match was affected by her just her physical presence. Never did anything. Just stand there and watch. But her watching allowed Drew McIntyre to take over the match and get the win over Sami, not by nefarious means, but once again, the slow turn of Drew McIntyre. Thoughts on the Drew McIntyre-Sami Zayn match? Um, I would have loved to have seen it. That sounds like a really dope match. Is it good? I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was the best match WWE had on between all three shows. Well, I won't say that. Like I said, I had limited time to watch all of the fucking wrestling and the fuck ton of wrestling that we had this week, and I chose to watch Bound for Glory instead of uh, basically what seemed like a pretty paint-by-numbers Monday Night Raw. So I didn't, I didn't see it either. Uh, no stakes. I'm sure it was fine. Uh, I'm sure it was really, really good. It's not like, I, I mean, I understand that Speedball Mike Bailey and Will Ospreay didn't really have stakes either, but uh, Will Ospreay is must-watch at this time. I mean, basically what it is. Negro, you do not have to uh, justify your black ass to me, but I ain't stretching imagination. Um, Gargano uh, beats Giamano Vinci. Um, Tozawa was a part of... Alpha Academy, I think that's going to open up Chad Gable to officially, well, not officially, but really start to go after Gunther and ultimately take the title from him. I don't think that's necessarily a done deal just yet. Do you yet. think Akira Tozawa joining Alpha Academy is a sign that Chad Gable is getting ready to, that Chad Gable is ultimately going to be the one someone, to take the IC someone has to t- Someone will have to take pins next to Otis, and it can't be Chad Gable. Because Akira Tozawa joining Alpha Academy, while I think that Akira Tozawa is severely underused in a borderline uh, racist comedy way, um, <laughs> but Akira Tozawa 
joining Alpha Academy reminds me of that uh, Celebrity Jeopardy skit from Saturday Night Live where Norm MacDonald is Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Ferrell says, so, uh, Burt, uh, you, you just had a career high. You are nominated for Boogie Nights. Uh, nominated for an Academy Award for Boogie Nights. What's next? And Norm McDonald's Burt Reynolds goes, I'm doing a car picture with Dom DeLuise. (laughs) 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 It's like Chad Gable had this high of going against Gunther, like really, you know, like a really nice mini feud against Gunther, and then all all of a sudden he's back doing comedy jobs against the New Day. I don't don't know if you were talking about the New Day when I came out of here or when Zach was saying needs a breath of fresh air, but holy shit, man, they are dead. Those New Day Rocks chants are a little bit quieter. If WWE is actually pumping in noise, you might want to pump in noise for your boys because they are dead <laughs> new day gets the tomahawk song. why do you keep touching your head like because this? you dunking on everybody for oh, like a day. i thought you're telling me there's a legal man downfield oh, like, oh, oh wait that's another one getting dunked oh, on that's Duncan. okay hey uh, it's basketball season man come on takawa's shirt doesn't even fit like he's wearing his big brother's shirt I don't it's know. Like, it's like, oh yeah, just give him an XL. I love It'll the, be all right. I love the idea. Just take of them, him down there and wear an XL. I love the the idea of them using Tazawa for something besides whatever he's doing. Okay, to me, it's it's a two part, and I agree with the front part. Tazawa is is funny where he's when he gets on screen, he is comedy. Putting him with Alpha Academy is a good thing, but ultimately, it frees Chad Gable up. And that, to me, is the bigger picture. They should sign Yano and put Yano into the Come on, man. Part. What you doing? What you doing? And what let, you doing? And what just you doing? let, 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 let Tazawa cook. <laughs> God damn. Oh, shit. Uh, speaking of Tazawa, he got squashed by Bronson oh, do, you, do you have anything to say about my, uh, my New Day? My New Day take? Actually, it was more psychological than anything else because we were totally not talking about New Day, but then that was you in your head getting your New Day hatred off your chest. So, I mean, that's on you. However you want it. That's how I took it. I don't hate Kofi at all. (laughs) I don't hate Big E at all. I do hate them coming out with a trombone. And who's carrying the trombone? Hmm. Don't you think, think, though, that New Day – let's kick it to Zach. Don't you think that – New Day is I don't even know what they're doing. I don't even they they have no direction. What do you think about New Day, Zach? No, I mean at this point, uh, they might as well just uh, put them on the house shows. Um and pretty much, you know, their house show act is going to always be over with the crowd and the kids, but um you know, their their best days are behind them and they can be credible contenders if you want to throw them in there. I mean, they're a great act, but uh you know, Overall, the entire roster is pretty um, pretty aged. It's been that way for a while, and there's a lot of fun teams on NXT uh, that can come up a la Pretty Deadly and stuff. And Pretty Deadly and those, they should be kind of taking the place of those like the New Day as far as like TV time goes. Um, and that's totally fine. I don't think the New Day should not have jobs. Uh, I think maybe they should just do them and. They should have them and do them. Hell yeah. 
Fucking right. That's a no look. That's my dude. That's my dude. That's a. I didn't think that Kofi was gonna get away clean. Uh uh-uh. uh. Zach coming there. No, I got you, dirty. <laughs> no look dunk on your ass. Meet me at the rim. <laughs> Meet me at the rim. I, one last thought on Raw, and I just and I was wondering, like, I know there was something else, and I wanted to make sure I wanted to get this in. Logan Paul and Dominic Mysterio. I don't know how you have to do it. I don't know what match needs to be taken care of. These two jokers cannot be separated anytime soon. That heat in that ring when them two jokers was in, I thought the, that place was going to implode. That was so much fucking heat in that ring. It was literally one of the hardest laughs I had all week long. Ima- I laughed so fucking hard. Imagine going back in time 18 months and saying, hey, the most nuclear heat that's going to happen in WWE television all year is going to involve Dominic Mysterio and Logan Paul in the ring at the same time. You'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Who they kill? (laughs) They stomping on dogs? (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) They using racial slurs? Right. What did Logan say? What did that motherfucker say? <laughs> Dom over there just co-signing, huh? <laughs> yeah. Who used the hard R? <laughs> Dom over there just jo- throwing up them live passes like Chris Paul. <laughs> that's a, that's really it. Uh, NXT, obviously, Halloween Havoc. Um, Lyra Valkyrie wins the title. Um, Chase U wins the uh, tag team titles. Mellow's being thrown underneath the bus. Um Interesting week of WWE in general. Obviously, I enjoyed myself. I can't say if you did or not, but I thought WWE, once again, doing positive steps. I don't know why the fuck people want CM Punk to come back in. I know Nakamura's talking crazy shit, and it's alluding to CM Punk. If they are smart, they just don't even fuck with him. Um, Nakamura's um, vignette said he's looking for someone to set him free, and now the internet has taken that and gone, ran with the CM Punk. Hasn't he culture. been doing GPSs and matches, too? I don't think he – did he do one against Seth? I don't remember if he did or not. I want to say no, but it, it's there's been, like, little nuggets here and there. I'm not, I can't speak truthfully on the GTS part or not, but just certain things that he said in the last couple of weeks where now people are trying to connect the dots that CM Punk's coming back to WWE – or to Impact slash TNA. I don't know. Look, if you're smart, you just don't rehire this motherfucker. Let him fend for himself. But that's another story. For I think he's time. wearing a devil mask over in AEW. <laughs> uh, uh, B- Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch does the job for Lyra Valkyra. Uh, I, I don't should have seen that coming. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, it makes it makes probably, a ton. Yeah, we it probably should have seen that coming. Makes a ton of sense, but it was a good match. I did watch NXT. I watched all of NXT just because NXT is a little fresher. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a buck and a half on you. Don't watch wrestling. You you be in and out. I loved Ilja Dragunov's Ilya Dragunov's sit down interview. I also like Carmelo Hayes' sit down interview. They were both really good. Looking forward to part three of that match, and they did a really good job. Uh, what's what's the gentleman's name who Vic Joseph? Yes, he did a really good job of telling the story. You know, I'm, I know he didn't make it up, but of telling the story that 
this time uh, Ilya is the champion and not the challenger and how that might change the way that they approach the match. Also, is there any doubt that Carmelo Hayes is the one that attacked Trick Williams? Yes. Wesley is now the Internet's number one suspect. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Zach, did you get a chance to watch NXT? No, I'll probably do that. Uh, I'll definitely do it uh, tomorrow. Halloween Havoc. That's always a fun show. Yeah, and Halloween Havoc and Halloween Havoc continues next week uh, with the two big matches being Hayes and Dragunov and Dominic Mysterio versus Nathan Fraser. So Nathan Fraser gonna catch that work. Should be a fun one. Anything else before we move on? No, I uh, think we pretty much covered it. Let's get to that two count. All right, the two count is going to be the week that was in AEW. There was a lot of AEW this week. There was uh, Rampage. There was Shit. Collision. There was Battle of the There Belts, was three shows. Was four shows. Three shows. Four. Three that mattered. You, if you watched that fourth one, God bless you, too. I didn't watch Rampage. So uh, let's start off. That's not the one that matters. <laughs> Let's let's start off uh, with uh, we had Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson versus Andrade opens up Collision. What they kept calling a dream match. Now listen, if everything's a dream match, then, <laughs> then nothing's a dream match, guys. I understand that this is a match that uh, heads like us really wanted to see, but Tony Khan's got to pump the brakes on calls a dream match. That being said. Uh, this match fucking ruled. I loved how they kept trying to get the better of each other and then just start chopping each other as, like, resets in the middle. Zach, what do you think about this match? Oh, yeah, the match was great. But like you said, like, um, man, uh, whenever he said there was going to be a dream match on Saturday, I'm like, oh, well, that's exciting because they do have so many guys, and sometimes you just don't get around to doing stuff. But um, I was like... You know, okay. Like once they announced it, and once I saw what it was, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but uh, it was a good match, and it delivered very good television match. Brian Danielson having a year second, really only to Will Ospreay when it comes to match quality. But um, yeah, it's just ratings are down. Business is not as hot, very hot right now, and so Tony's got his promoter hat on, doing everything that he can. And uh, sometimes that means that you're prone to hyperbole. Jason, what do you think about this? Yeah, the dream match tag is probably what people are going to, and obviously we did it here as well, uh, are going to kind of hold on to. You should probably, you know, put that in your pocket for matches that, you know, haven't happened, you know, something along those lines. Um, That being said, I've always thought Andrade had talent. Him going toe-to-toe against Brian Danielson is not a surprise. It's what he does. If you don't remember, go back to NXT, see the Johnny Gargano slash Andrade for that number. That being said, Andrade losing isn't the biggest deal in the world. It doesn't feel like he has much traction in AEW. Him crossing paths with C.J. Perry later on on Bowels of the Belts doesn't necessarily interest me. It just feels like that's just somebody they're throwing to Miro, which for Miro it helps. But, you know, the, the match I thought was really good. 
It's just going forward, you don't see I don't see much for Andrade, and then obviously I see plenty for Danielson because somebody caught that work. Yeah, the lights go out. Malachi Malachi Black comes out, gives him the black mass. Um, let me go back to something you just said. You said you don't see much for Andrade. You mean in AEW? Full stop. Well, let's think about it for a second. Is he going to be world champion? No. Is he going to be international champion? Probably not. TNT champion? Maybe. From that point, he would have to join LFI or go to ROH. I mean, this isn't what I envisioned for Andrade when he came over here. So, for in my mind, you know, no. This is – we're kind of looking at his ceiling right now. You don't think that Andrade could win the international championship someday? It would make too much sense, so that's why I think Tony wouldn't do it. No, I think I think Andrade's still in the penalty box, man. He's pretty much like made himself uh, difficult to do business with. Tony isn't in the habit of releasing dudes out of contract all that much, and he's still paying him instead of paying him to sit home. Now he's paying him to just be on TV. I don't think Andrade's going to push. Uh, in this run at all, and he'll be back in WWE as soon as his contract runs out. That's that's what I think. All right, and in WWE, where where do you see him? I mean, because if Andrade really doesn't in fucking catering, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because if if Andrade no, doesn't no cap, if Andrade doesn't, <laughs> no cap I, I still no. don't know what I still don't know what the fuck no cap means when people it's, say no cap. It's I, not, he's I, I not, not no, he's not lying. It. He's not lying. Basically, oh, okay. What does cap mean? Cap means he's lying. No, but what does the actual cap mean? What does that mean? Oh, is it like you know where's it come from? Okay, see, so you got me fucked up. <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I don't. You guys keep talking about LFI too. I don't know who LFI is. Who's LFI? I was like, hello, fellow children. <laughs> I really don't know. Where, Faction, where can I find some drugs? <laughs> Anybody hear any marijuana? <laughs> yeah, old man, there's a dispensary up the street. Well, Faction uh, in Golanable. That's uh, Rush's. Oh. Okay, 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 I got you, I got you. That's Rushi's stable, and that's where I, when I was like, when Andrade and House of Black first started to feud, I was like, ooh, here's where he can bring in LFI. You can have House of Black, LFI for the trios tiles. Great way to bring everybody back. Everybody wins. Um, if Andrade doesn't pan wah, out, wah, wah, wah. isn't that like, won't that be like a Super big, what could have been with? I mean, he, because he, in NXT, he had some fucking heaters, man. He was great. I mean, we really, we we thought that he was going to light the world on fire. And, you know, his attitude seems like it got the best of him. I mean. At least for in the AEW portion of the program, WWE, that's under the Vince umbrella. And Vince likes his uh, foreign slash international talent playing a certain role. On a certain level, here is the mid-card title and be the foreign slash international heel to my... Like working in catering. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, come to the room, please. <laughs> I uh, I do think that NXT was a bit of a big fish in a small pond, uh, even though that was a really great uh, era of NXT. Um I don't know that he's ever 
would ever be more than a number two guy in a larger promotion. That's his ceiling if he even got there. I think he's like a good intercontinental champ type dude, which is not a knock. No. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, we don't have to talk about Sky Blue versus Hollywood Hollywood Haley. That's a hell of a name. Yeah, right. Um, the Guns beat the Outrunners. I was like, how? No, just for 30 seconds. They said it, her, her name. I'm like, oh, how are they fucking up that girl's name? <laughs> they also said, they also, no, her name's Hollywood Haley. No, and it's really Hollywood. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. And I thought it was like Hollywood. And I'm like, come on, man. How y'all going to be fucking this girl's name up? They spelling it wrong. I was I'm like, gonna, I'm going to call her Triple H. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, so we get uh, now. Now this is actually a dream match. We get Double J Jeff Jarrett versus Eddie Kingston in a Memphis. I believe this was called a Memphis bullshit match. Um, so Eddie Kingston ends up losing to Jeff Jarrett and his uh, group of ne'er do wells. Eddie Kingston. This was all to get to the spot where. Eddie Kingston is going to face Jay Lethal for the uh, ROH Heavyweight Championship. All good. Eddie Kingston cuts a tremendous, just a great Eddie Kingston, vintage Eddie Kingston-ass promo backstage, completely undercut by the woman playing the medic behind him smirking the entire time. Can you get... A bitch that understands kayfabe back there? Can she act a little scared and not act like she's actually in the circus? I, I agree. I, I, don't did, you, me, no, did you see I, I, Did you watch her? Yes, and I kept kind of looking over and like every time Eddie would say something, I was like, damn. You know I Eddie, at, was, <laughs> Eddie had to be pissed I looked when he over saw her it back. and she started smirking even more. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Zach, uh-oh. <laughs> Zach, what you think about this? Yeah, uh, I didn't think as, as negatively as you did it. I, I can totally see that. I just thought it was just a testament to how entertaining Eddie Kingston is. <laughs> that uh, he was just having a great time. Dude, dude. He wasn't cutting a promo on her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was about to say, yeah. About <laughs> to say, yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Tremend- <laughs> tremendous Eddie Kingston promo, though. It's like tremendous. I, 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 I guess I can... Whatever he said, he's like, I'm going to beat you in front of your mother. Oh. And she's going to cry. And it's not because she's sad for you. It's because she knows that you, you deserve, deserve it. it. I, I was, was like, like oh that's incredible. God, damn. That's incredible. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> that's really good shit, <laughs> that's man. That's your ass, Mr. Postman. <laughs> it was also undercut, though, by actually Eddie sitting there without his shirt on. It's like, uh, do, do a push-up, dude. Uh, well, it, it couldn't have lasted long. I mean, he, he looks he worse his, than me. He gave him his prize before he dunked on him. He Eddie looks Kingston, worse than me. We're going to need you at the rim, please. <laughs> Come find me. Ran a half marathon this weekend. What'd you say, Zach? Can't hear you with the Eddie giggle Kingston twins. No. I don't think Eddie Kingston ran a half marathon this week. No, he did not. I did. Congrats I did run. on that, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I came in 512th out of 590. Shit. No, out of 570. So Shit. I beat 52, 58 people. And then, I'd say, I'd have came in 590. I'd have ran like a half a I saw block. Every, like, I eh. saw every single one of those mother. I looked at hey. every single one of those motherfuckers in the eyes as I passed them, too. <laughs> hey, and out of 600 <laughs> They were people, all over 60. <laughs> out of 600 people, Bill had the fucking worst toes of all of them. Yeah, I, my, I fucked up my toe. My toe's pretty oh, fucked up. Dude, it... Really, it got infected. It, it was looks pretty like bad. A bad but it looks like a, it looks like a bad cartoon. 
But I, I finished. I Jesus finished. Christ. That's what's important, guys. Yeah, hey, I hey, yeah, you do that shit. Note to self, we ain't run no half marathons ever. So, uh, coming up next, we had Miro versus Action Andretti in what ended up being a more competitive match than I thought it was going to be. Here's the thing. When Miro lets Action Andretti get his shit in, Action Andretti's shit is fucking wild, man. It was This was a fun match. Uh Probably didn't serve the story as well as it could have, but uh, pretty cool. What do you think of it, Zach? So I was just uh, getting out of the driver's seat of my car. Which uh, which match? Miro and uh, Action Andre. Oh, yeah, fun match. I don't understand the Miro uh, and Lana thing, uh, or CJ Perry, whatever her name is. Uh, I don't understand it at all, and I don't know why she seemed to be like cheering for Miro during the match, but then upset whenever he won. Um I'm kind of over the whole thing. You ever did, did you ever know a couple Bitches, where man. did you ever know a couple where they the woman used to be mean to the guy or used to say shit just so the guy would get in a fight with another guy and like that was her whole goal? Like if you view this angle through that prism, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like this is some weird sex thing between them. <laughs> Like you have to be have been in like a weird relationship or or viewed one to to recognize this is actually feasible and not just a terrible wrestling storyline. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Man, and as somebody who's been as somebody who's been in nothing but winning relationships, <laughs> I know it seems strange that I understand this, but uh, I do. I do. I understand it perfectly. Motherfucker, you work at a bar. How many times you see some trick talking some shit? And then five minutes later, this dude, two dudes outside fighting over this trick ass bitch. What she said, please. Lots Cuck. of times. Cuck. Okay. Many Cucks. times. Okay. Let's <laughs> say I can't tell you how many times I'm like, damn, did you fight over this crazy bitch? Give me, give me no. Give me more Miro matches though, and give me more action and dreddy matches too. Like, let him cook. They they really they they could have gotten him over so fucking big after that win on Jericho. I'll just, well, I take part of it. Well, maybe here's my solution. And sorry, Zach, I know I'm getting ready to, you know, say something that is sacrilegious so you can close your ears if you like. Action Andretti, uh, Darius Martin, and throwing a third guy of your choice until Dante comes back should be an ROH trio or slash six-man tag team. They should be the chance before Paige and the Young Bucks should be. Paige and the Young Bucks are over. They've already held the tiles, been there, done that. They don't really need to be on ROH TV, too. Action Andretti, you know, Darius Martin, you know, whoever that third guy is, uh, uh, Dante, if he came back healthy or if you replaced him or whatever, they need that time. They need to be champions so you can build them up, too. I get it. It's Hangman and, and the uh, Bucks. It's hard to it move away no from that. It makes no sense for them to have that be- those belts, though. It would make more well, sense. Well, they are changing the paradigm of Ring of Honor pay-per-views to now they're working to sell Ring of Honor um, subscriptions. So it's going to go back to Honor Club, include the pay-per-view, kind of like the WWE thing. So your $10 a month gets the ROH pay-per-view. So I think they're just putting stars on that brand in the same way WWE put the stars on NXT just trying to drum up some, some views. Fucking Zach Meltzer over here, man. He's got all the info. Well, I guess, it, well, I don't know. If you really 
Shout out to my wrestling horn save high five times. He loves ROH. He would def he's definitely gonna be one of the honor club guys, no matter how it plays out. I just don't know how that would up subscriptions. I mean, it's not like ROH has been Yeah, people high- people love the Bucks. They love the Bucks and people love Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay, I guess I just kind of figure I I don't understand how everybody just doesn't watch it the way that we do, which is you find a way you you pay for some stuff and you find a way to watch the other stuff free. It's like you can make do. I don't understand how everybody just doesn't do that. I think every well, I think a lot of people do do that. They pay for as little, little shit, shit as, as possible. possible, and I think you know, I think a lot of people do do that, but there are some people that don't, and they want to. Joe you know, Biden's America. Yeah, right. You know, God bless you for it. You know you. You know, staying, you know, above, you know, a reproach. I'm just saying the ROH product for me with two jobs, 10 bucks shouldn't be a big fucking deal. I wouldn't pay 10 bucks right now to watch that on a, you know, whenever I want to basis, library included, yada, yada, yada. I would pay for the library before I would watch Ring of Honor Weekly or Ring of Honor pay-per-views. I'll go that far. There's more wrestling than you can watch right now. Like in the it's fucking world, yeah. So I had my explosion. So if if I mean I have Pluto TV. There's two fucking TNA channels, or Impact Wrestling channels. There's one called Wrestling, or Impact Epics or something, where all they do is show fucking Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe beating the shit out of each other 24 hours a day. Well, I mean they were the motherfuckers at that point. <laughs> fucking rules. Yo, I need that login now. But it's right, free. Like yesterday. It's yesterday. Free. Pluto is free. It's free television. It's it a is. free app. It totally is. That's good. You say I very rarely watch it. Hey, hey you got my Paramount. Give me your Pluto. <laughs> you know, I was trying to say we can go in there right now. You, you can watch pay per views from like two thousand four and be like, well, I I didn't watch this in two thousand four. I don't even know who wins. Right, and that, that's the great part about it. And and I, I want to save that part for the TNA discussion at a later point. I guess just my point for this is, you know how I watch it, and I don't I don't foresee me changing because. The product hasn't forced me to be like, okay, I need to give you ten bucks because I need to know what happens at all times. Uh, FTR uh, versus two jobbers. Don't know their names. Sorry, Brown and Thad Brown. Brown and Benningston. There you go. So uh, this match lasted all thirty seconds before the lights go out. House of Black is back out there. They fuck with FTR. Then uh, the main event is Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus. I think it was Claudio and Dana Bryan, right? No, it's going to brother. Wheeler Yuta? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, forged himso- he forged himself in some combat here. <laughs> the lights go out. House of Black. Uh, Bill and Ricky Starks retain. House of Black comes out again. Then comes Dana Bryan. Then comes the rest of BCC. And then comes FTR. So it's a fucking... <laughs> TK special, dude. Just a schmaz out there. Um, Put what, that gravy on What are they doing here, Zach? Seems like they're going in a lot of different directions. Um, I will withhold judgment until we see which or if it's just going to be kind of intertwined or if it's going to be multi-man. I don't know. They were shooting a lot of angles at once with a lot of people. Like, there's multiple people in multiple programs. Kind of confusing. Uh, it was schmazzy. Um. Yeah, not very clear direction here. Just seemed like getting a bunch of bunch of guys on TV and in the ring. Uh, if we can't figure out how can the casual viewer 
be expected to figure it out. Is the casual viewer just like, ooh, I recognize some of these guys? Now the casual viewer is like, what the fuck? All these guys were fighting in the yeah, ring again. Yeah. Uh, they followed this up with uh, Battle of the Belts, which was... Dude, a- I got I to, before, before you talk about any of it, uh, uh, pretty much just a huge waste of time. Like, Battle of the Belts, in general, cool idea. It never once had a good execution. Um, it's always just completely missable. It's supposed to be like the New Age Clash of the Champions, and they there's nothing worth watching. And there's already too much TV as it is. Like, you don't need this extra hour of nothing happening matches, whether they're title matches or not. It's stupid. He's heating up. He said basically exactly what I said after watching it. This is... It's title matches, but you know what's going to happen. It, none of these title matches were like, oh, maybe now, 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 now. There's better matches on Dynamite. Dude, I said they could have all been on Dynamite in some form or fashion. You got three other shows. You could have put one of these matches on one of the individual think, shows you and think been if, done with it. Do you think if Tony Khan had his, if he could go back in time, do you think that Tony Khan would not have started Collision? Or do you think the TV money is worth it for him? Because yeah, I think I think it's just uh, I think it's good for business. Uh, it's tough for the viewers, um, and it dilutes your product and dilutes wrestling across. Like, but they're getting money for it, so I mean that's, that's what they're that's what they're doing it for. Like, he loves wrestling, but he's also just doing it to get money. So. Well, I don't even want to go through these matches. Do we have to go through these matches? I mean, the whole no, thing sucked. Like I said, there was three shows to watch, and there was one that was skippable. The skippable one is one we can ready to skip right now. Yeah, so Dynamite um, started off with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Just a shit ton of stuff. So MJF is backstage. He sees Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Uh, then the mask flashes on. It goes straight into MJF versus Juice Robinson in a 15-minute match. MJF goes over. Uh, the guns immediately start beating up on MJF. Uh, the acclaimed come out and make the save. Uh, the acc- man, this Max Caster thing they're doing sucks. <laughs> but then, <laughs> Max Dash- Max Caster, can you step to the stage, please? <laughs> God damn, it sucks. Then Jay it's White a fun cuts- gimmick on social media, but on TV, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And then uh, that's not the end of the segment, though. Then Jay no. White cuts a promo. And then uh, Kenny Omega comes out and meets up with Max Ka- and Max Jacob Freeman, and they Kenny Omega is going to fight MJF for the belt this Saturday on Collision for the belt. That's, that's unbelievable. A huge match. That's a that's a that's a, I mean that's maybe the biggest match they could make in the entire company right now. <laughs> and they it really it is. For free. Unreal. And they did it on three days' notice. And they're giving it to you It's for probably free. leading to a pay-per-view, uh, maybe eventually. I think it had to be like, oh, we realized that uh, MJF's going to beat the, Kenny's record next week. We should do something to, you know, with Kenny. But they should add a little bit more foresight and build that up a little bit more. Because now they're also building Jay White and pay-per-view. Um, yeah, but it's going to be awesome, I'm sure. But uh, it seems like a waste. Um. I know that the joke is constantly made about Tony Khan, but he books like a cokehead. <laughs> like, this is how a cokehead would book. 
Yeah, fuck damn. it. We're just having MJ of Omega this Saturday. They're what? Like, what? This Saturday. Uh, 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 are you sure? Uh, Jay White that's is the getting same as, <laughs> That's the same as tomorrow. We're waking up at a decent time. We're going to get fucking brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, dude. Fucking 2 p.m. You're like, <laughs> fuck. Hawking up fucking boogers. I was like, God, why do we go to the east side? Um, so I've heard. Look, guilty as charged. I ain't going to lie. Um, I do love the fact that Kenny Omega is getting this title shot. I just, I'm, it's just no time, and it's just really bad. But I love the fact that we're getting it as a wrestling fan. You know, you're not going to ask, you can't ask for you know the gift horse to give the gift back, motherfucker. You just take it and keep it moving. Um, it, it was just a lot that was going on here. I was like, Jesus, this feels like the, it's the longest segment ever. And I get it, but uh, this could have easily been broken up into two segments. Kenny could have been backstage or whatever. I don't know. I just, I it all works in some form or fashion. But this was a really long opening segment and in a, a, a fifteen minute match, and uh, you know, sprinkled around it. Go ahead, too. Who who do you think wins in a best hair competition, Kenny Omega? Action and Dreddy or an uncooked pack of ramen noodles. Mm. Hang on, man. Hang on, man. Okay. So, so Kenny Omega is is not, uh, uh, you know, out of bounds at this point. Y'all dunking on Kenny, too? <laughs> he's, he's almost undunkable because he seems like such a nice person and he's so talented that you got to be able to make fun of him about something. Okay, fine. Mr. Omega, we're going to need you on the other side of court, please. Um, yeah, right. He seems like such a salt of the earth guy. Uh, I almost feel bad about it. But no, yeah, you don't. No, no, you don't. I was going to say, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Um, I just now, it, it almost feels like the Jay White match is kind of taking a little sidestep a little bit. I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I'm going to love the match. It's not going to be the end of the world, but. Man. I think that they, I think Jay White gets heat and it's going to be interrupted. Cause like you don't want to beat Max and you don't want to beat Kenny right. really either. Uh, so or, I think or, Jay White. Or can you? Okay. There, I guess there's the side, there's a side question. We, we've always kind of talked about how MJF's at least, the front half of his title reign was basically a Roman Reigns version of title reign. He was, if not heel at best. Now we're looking at the complete opposite where he's defending the title. In this case, two times again and on the same show. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, a win over Kenny Omega does help MJF. I mean, that's a deal especially in a title match with the stakes on the line. I don't necessarily think that's the the worst thing in the world. Kenny Omega is, is Teflon. I mean, a loss to MJF I don't feel like would be the absolute catechism of Kenny Omega. It plays kind of into the Don Callis, you know, storyline of Kenny can't work with me without me anyway. So, I mean, I don't necessarily would say – I get what you're get where you're going with it. You probably want to protect both, but if MJF wins on Saturday night, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If anything, it helps MJF. Were you talking the whole time? 
Kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I took a piss. Um, oh, Hook and RVD versus Dark Order. Um, not much here. Hook gets uh, takes most of the beating, but he also gets the pin, and they got to see RVD do his uh, finisher. Crowd-pleasing match. Um, Tony Storm's still doing her thing. Then we get the Sting, Darby Allen come out. Sting comes out. I don't know. Cuts a meandering old man promo. Uh, Darby Allen uh, was there. And then Flair comes out as Tony Khan's gift to Sting. Zach, how much did you love this segment? <laughs> it was like watching, um, I don't know. It was uh, It was very funny because it's like watching one of those uh, like fail videos and you just don't know like when it's going to happen, like when the when the fail is going to happen, but you're sure it's going to. Uh, but um, it turned out okay. It wasn't really a train wreck. Um, it was better than playing hey, the on hey. Kill Tony. That's for sure. Hey, man. Yeah, that was really fun. You ain't dunking on the GOAT, goddammit. We going to put it. We draw it a line someplace. You ain't dunking on Ric Flair. Fuck that. You want to oh, dunk on Sting, you dunk on Sting all day. Dude, I thought for sure. Flair, I, thought, dude, I thought for sure Taz, Zach was saying this is like a new biofilms. <laughs> <laughs> Ted said, keep your clothes on, Rick. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> Especially after the whole plane ride from hell thing. Oh, God. Man, there was one. I forgot to write this down. Before I forget, though, there was one really funny part where uh, Nigel McGinnis talked about an old adage. And Tony Schiavone goes, well, that doesn't hold any water. <laughs> and and Taz goes, you know what holds a lot of water? You. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he said uh, he's like the possession's nine tenths of the law. That that's was, what he that said. That's what he okay, said. No one, yeah. You know what holds a lot of water? You... Oh man! Yeah, he was he was dunking on Shivani. He was like, uh, Shivani interrupted him. He's like, "Yeah, it's fine, Tony. I wasn't just talking. I wasn't just in the middle of saying something." And he just kept doing it. <laughs> so good. I mean, Tony Shivani really is like the screech. Oh no, no! Wait, hey, uh, screeching what? Uh, you talking like say by the bell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of their booth. No. Yeah, he is the always the screech. Taz is Slater. <laughs> Shit, not at all. So what, who's what? Excalibur is Zach. Okay, I was getting ready to say Jr. Who's... is Mister Belding. <laughs> 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 this is my favorite, favorite uh, cosplay scenario here. <laughs> Saved by the Renee Bell. Is, uh, Kelly for sure. Saved by the Bell's getting dunked on. Uh, fuck it. Saved by the Bell. We're going to need you down here on the second court. <laughs> hey, BFR listeners, you just caught one of Bill's Mount Rushmore quotes. You're welcome. <laughs> Christian was the savior of this segment, though. Christian comes out and straight up roasts Ric Flair. Just absolutely roasts him. Dude, as soon as this music I mean, this came, is I was really like, good. uh-oh. I'm like, everybody needs to run. Y'all need to get out of this. I saw people talking about how Christian's thing has gotten old. It's like, ah, what? <laughs> you sure? Like, we might be in the middle of the greatest <laughs> comedy run of all time. <laughs> like Christian is fucking perfect. <laughs> that motherfucker let him cook. He could expo. He could run the fry side. I don't give a fuck. Let that man do the Lord's work. There were people in the crowd like 
covering their kids. They're like, let's go, let's go get something to eat. We don't need to be here. He just don't don't get in the way. Let's that, go. Let's that go. thing he said let's about go. Ric Flair turning into a pile of dust. Like <laughs> after a super kick, I was like, oh no! Takes a super kick and turns <laughs> to a pile of dust. I'm like, dude, stop! I'm like, dude, stop! That's the quote right there. God damn it! You leave Ric Flair alone. You mean Christian? Yeah, Christian's the goat, dude. <laughs> Um, Zach, who is the guy that Jericho says is bigger than Powerhouse Hobbs? And is it who I think it is? Uh, it's 100% the big show. Uh, or Paul White. They're calling him, uh, I think, I think Jericho trademarked Jarrah Show. Uh, which, I don't know if that means anything, but I saw that happen this summer. And, uh, yeah, I think it's Paul White, which is good, like, Get him on TV for a little nostalgia. Um, do some jobs. That's cool. This is like when a band comes out with their second greatest hits album. It's like, eh, <laughs> is they really the greatest, <laughs> are they? <laughs> it's a bunch of shit people really like, but yeah. never really cracked the, the greatest, top 20. <laughs> we don't need to see Jared's show again. That's not one of your greatest hits, dude. Like Nobody's like, you remember the Jared's show era? God. Fucking ruled. Uh, <laughs> you and us must be watching a different shit. Uh, I do give. I will give them credit. They were undisputed tag team t- champs for a, a hot minute. But uh, now I'm good on this. It all. I'll just say this: if they're gonna do it, fine. Then powerhouse Hobbs needs to be wiping the floor with both these fools. That's how it works. Otherwise, yeah. don't fuck with it. I want to see Wardlow come out and give Big Show a powerbomb symphony. Um. Speaking of that, I think I skipped something cool. Zach, what do you think about the Wardlow uh, sit-down or vignette or whatever? Did I blink and miss that? I don't remember. It jogged my memory. Uh, it was like the pretty most. dark. It was pretty dark, and it was the most logical a wrestler has ever been. Ding! He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes! He's like, I go away, and I have to watch the guy that I beat, the guy that made my life a living hell. I have to watch him become the face of the company and main event the biggest event in wrestling history. Oh, he, yes. It's yeah. like, he's uh, like. Perfect. And it's a perfect example of, like, he's going to be, like, a heel who's 100% right, which is one of my favorite kinds of heels. It's basically the same thing Drew McIntyre is doing right now. Yeah. Kevin Owens did it, like, uh, really well. Probably the best I've seen everybody ever do it. But, man, MJS got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, the Hung Bucks uh, face the Hardys. Sorry for saying Hung Bucks. Um, do we want to talk about this match before we talk about the uh, the crime that we saw committed? <laughs> That was a pretty, I mean, like, pretty intrusive stuff. Yeah, man, like him tearing up the painting that the kid did. I was like, oh, dude, so what the fuck, man? Swerve walks walks up to the crib and says, what up, turn? (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker came in. Whose house? I was like, man, this shit's creepy as fuck already. I'm like, God damn right. Nana's eating your, <laughs> Nana's eating your chocolate-covered berries, licking his lips while he's doing it, smacking his fingers. 
He's like chocolate covered berries. Jesus, intrusive. Swerve is so cool. He's just like he's wet and not. I just run around. Just gives it a look like keep talking, motherfucker. Just go, go, move. This, this is goddamn. I Insane. love Swerve. Yeah, I love Swerve. I'm sorry I said Ricky Stark should be the first black world champion. I totally apologize. I was way high. I was not even really drinking. I apologize. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Swerve is the goddamn man. I am sorry, Swerve Strickland. You can dunk on me. I'll take the dunk on this one. Please and thank you. God damn, this shit is so good. What the <laughs> fuck? Swerve. Zach, Zach what do you think about Oof. the home invasion angle? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was perfect because, it made at least me and I assume other viewers uncomfortable, but it didn't actually do anything bad. Uh, you know, it wasn't Brian Pillman pulling a gun on Steve Austin. Um, you didn't actually, there was actually wasn't a child in the crib, I'm sure. You know, so. Was uh, the indication that was there supposed to be a child in the crib? That's why they So moved back. who was the adult that was home? So they were just That's in the house think, while think, they were I sleeping? Think they came in. Yeah, I think it was like middle Nana's, like Nana's got to be loud as fuck, man. Okay. If Nana's in your kitchen. <laughs> right? He good race. Even, even if you're in a big house, man, and Nana's in your kitchen, you can hear that shit. Oh, yeah. Right? That motherfucker's not Just coming in quietly. clacking all the way down the hall. <laughs> dancing. Yeah, he, he, cool. he coming in quietly, motherfucker. <laughs> dropping dropping oven, life, dropping oven pans kids. and shit. <laughs> If you don't sit Kicking over skillets. Right. Stop swerving while you driving. Stop dropping shit. <laughs> Kicking over skillets. Swerve when you drive. <laughs> I say, we ain't got enough room if you over here be dancing this shit at 10 o'clock at night. We supposed to be breaking this motherfucker's house. <laughs> Kicking over skillets. I'm dead good. ass here. Oh, man. man if, it, we named our, if we named our episode, that would be the name of this episode. <laughs> Kicking over skillets. <laughs> That's my new euphemism for I don't know what for what for oh, everything, man. Jesus Christ Almighty! Nah, he was kicking everything. over skillets. I never thought that Swerve would get this big. It's I'm sorry, it's time, man. I'm with, I'm with you on this one. If he's if he's not world champion sometime in 2024, we got a problem. I'm going that hard. It needs. It's not going to happen by the end of the year. So fine, fair enough. I'll give you 365 days to figure this shit out. That's got to happen in 2024. All right, let me ask you this. Next segment is Sting and Edge backstage. So you're going to get in front of a hot-ass Philadelphia crowd, the hottest crowd they've had in a minute because there's just too much fucking television, even with all the WWE television. Um, One of them is in the same room every single week in front of the same fucking 150 people. It's like... They are just spreading themselves so thin. Anyway, though, this crowd was hot. Zach, how are you not going to have Edge come out in front of the crowd on television? Yeah, that's uh, that's something else for sure. What an odd choice. Like, why isn't he opening the show? Like, I get it. I get that's not WWE. But, man, if you're hurting as bad as it seems like they're hurting, maybe you leave with Edge. I don't know. I always say I don't care about ratings. It just seems like an odd choice to me. That's all. I think the the backs where it happened, I think, is more of my issue with this. I'm with you. Somehow, some way, Edge needs to be out there with Sting, Darby, Ric Flair. It's Christian that's roasting all these motherfuckers. I mean, damn. 
He's Edge is over here talking about, you know, I don't want to fight Christian. So, yeah, you might as well get in this gumbo pot, too, and get stirred around. So, I mean, he, he should have been in front of the crowd. Where you put him on in, on the show, I don't necessarily care. I mean, I'm not that smart to be booking shows like that, but I'll just say that he should have been in front of the crowd for sure. Uh, so is uh, Edge going to be the other man in their six-man? Man, it better not be Ric Flair. I know that. Motherfucker and pacemaker will stop and will turn to dust. <laughs> Christian is just so It'll wrong, be like dog. a Ric Flair's liver on a pole mat. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a car shield commercial. <laughs> Talking about his black Fucking, liver, man. Dude, I'm done, man. That motherfucker Christian is just wrecked. I mean, just ignorant. Ignorant. Wardlow comes out the, and gives Flair like six power bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Flair like asks him. It's an assisted suicide. Flair like asks, just, <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Pick out Wardlow. The baby faces need to. Uh, get the settings right on Ric Flair's dialysis machine before the heels beat him. <laughs> they, just, they just show him pulling guns on cops. God damn, man. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. I, I tried to stop him. I, I'm, I'm getting dunked on you, with you. I'm just like, you know, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I swear I'm not saying this. I swear I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm saying this as something that actually happened to me. I kind of I was watching it on the iPad and I fast forward with my finger along the scroll bottom and sometimes I miss small stuff. I see the next wrestler, next match, next segment, wrestler comes out, comes down to the ring. It's kind of a far away shot. And I was like, "Oh, it's a Nick Wayne match." And they close in and it's Ruby Soho. Oh no. <laughs> Did you still finish? <laughs> He's heating up <laughs> twice. <laughs> um, Ruby faces Sheeta. Uh, Sheeta goes over. Um, Tony Storm comes out. Looks like we're getting Tony Storm versus Sheeta. I gotta say, I love what Tony Storm's doing. I'm just like everybody else. It's different than anybody else on the roster. It really stands out, and uh, she should be champion. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, and she would be the second three-time champion. I'm okay with that. Uh, I love the silent films like that they do for picture-in-picture. Picture. I think that's really creative. I don't watch them, but I just like the idea of it. Exactly. Yeah, man. I'm not watching commercials. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Jason's going to be mad because she is going to have just be a transitional champ yet again. Circle gets the square. Um, Do you want to expound on that? It's an audio medium. Tony Storm shouldn't have lost the title to begin with. Now you're giving it to Sheeta just to keep it warm back for Tony Storm. Make it make sense. Uh, you thought that MJF was done with storylines? <laughs> no. Nope. We got another one in case you forgot about it. Uh, Samoa Joe walks up to him backstage, says, I can be your friend. Um, Zach, what you think about this uh, little uh, development? I thought it was a little out of character because he said, like, I can be your friend and MJF who – admittedly has only ever had one friend and he was just like oh, okay that sounds good <laughs> i'm like what um i don't know why he took the offer um i guess maybe he's changing his ways but um there are worse things than having multiple contenders or multiple angles with your with your number one guy so i'm not i'm less inclined to criticize that 
than as long as like they maintain like a focus on like a pay-per-view uh, as far as buys like in the build like you know leading up to the pay-per-view like the last couple weeks but having some shit on deck um and some shit to do on tv is fine with me especially if max is going to be doing some tv matches um in between uh for ratings and stuff it's fine for him and joe to wrestle on collision uh a la him and kenny you know in a few weeks um pop rating have some fun jason um it's the first time where mjf has looked like a classic baby face i agree with everything that three beers said um he just I don't mind that he accepted it. He accepted it too quick and was just like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Everything he's done, even with, you know, the acclaim falling all over him, he's been like, no, no, no. But Joe, somebody who's openly said he's coming for the title, he's quick to say yes to. I get it. Who's a more effective ally? Joe is. All without, three of the acclaimed are fucking no, Joe. Joe is, without question. I'm just saying at least. Turning over cars, kicking over skillets. Right, right, right. He, he, could, sh- he could come in and shut down a whole fucking uh, ring of motherfuckers on one promo. That's, that's right. that same dude. All I'm saying is. I'm just is, saying kayfabe style, that's what MJF would be thinking. He's like, well, I'll take this dude, not the rest mm, of these clowns. Mm, mm, All I'm saying mm, is, mm. is that no, the devil especially if you're this scumbag and you've been at least smarter than all these other, you know, tweeners slash baby faces. This was just a, a bad character misstep. I get it. He's going to need somebody to help him. Joe works. Dan, does it bite him in the ass in the end? Daniel Bryan and our Brian Danielson and Claudio face Orange Cassidy and Kazuchika Okada. Possibly the greatest wrestler in the world makes an appearance on Dynamite oh, with shit with <laughs> with a three day notice, and they didn't mention it until Battle of the Belts. They didn't oh, mention it on Collision. They first brought it up at Battle of the Belts, which very few people watched <laughs> with three days notice, and they put Okada in the main event on uh, Dynamite. What did you think of the match, though, Zach? Oh, TK. Uh, fun match. Uh, OC takes a rare loss and sets up a title defense, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, pretty paint-by-numbers for Okada, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, we got his typical stuff, which, I mean, when he's in the United States, it's pretty much exactly what you want to see. Uh, but he didn't come over specifically for AEW, so I don't really knock him. Like, he was over for, like, the Las Vegas show or whatever. But, um, yeah, like, it seems like these days, the build, like building to a match for pay-per-view is important, but like the TV stuff, people just decide to watch like whatever, like that day or whatever with social media. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not a fucking expert, but um, I mean, I every, time you, to... every time you talk though, you actually sound like one. I'm not even joking. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it sounds like you like read business weekly about nothing but wrestling. Like yeah, I never think about it like that shit. Hell no. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what do you think of the match, Jason? Um, ultimately, it's it boils down at least from my eyes. You know, it's Okada and Danielson in the same ring at the same time. You know, twice in the same year. Um, I'm going to assume that this is a work injury at the end of the match. That I can't say it's a receipt for Okada losing, but it opens the door for very a, strange ending. Uh, it 
it, to me it doesn't. We're we're just talking about it on uh, PSP this week. Um, Okada doesn't have a path to a Wrestle Kingdom at this point. He's out of the main event. Oh, it's Brian. He's out of the main event. I'm assuming at some point they're going to drop these six man titles probably to TMDK on this tour. Zach, it's Brian. I 100% think so. I mean, like, you can't leave off the way it was. And they sent Okada over for a big show. And I know that Brian is going to go to Japan. He just ain't going for like a G1. But I'm sure he wants to do in Japan, especially with him winding down. It just makes the most sense, right? What's a bigger match that you could make um, outside of Brian and Osprey? I think that'll happen at AEW. Now we're cooking. Um, That's going to be like the best match you've ever seen in your entire life. Danielson, Okada, and Osprey. Danielson, Osprey. Oh yeah. Well, and it's going to be, and it's only going to be like in the same level of, like, five other Osprey matches this year. <laughs> it's what he do. That's what he does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's going to be my final line. I got to go. My AirPods are dead, and I got to go into this event that my wife threw where she's going to kill me. So, All right, cool. Um, thank you. And uh, Well, if you're dead, we know what happened. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the rest. I'll see you guys. See ya. All right. This is bad from ringside. All right. I think that's going to do it for AEW, Jason. Let's get to that. Three count. One, two, three. JCB, you're on the three count. Uh, I guess we're talking bound for glory. I did not know this. We're <laughs> walking in the door. So um, allow me a few minutes to. Uh, yeah, did I watch it? Motherfucker, I was worried about if you watched it. I was about to say, did I watch it? Motherfucker, I watch it all, okay? I watch wrestling in my sleep. So let me bring up a, uh, I'm sorry, Ring of Honor. Not Ring of Honor, Jesus Christ. Impact. Um, you guys clowned on me earlier about G5. Put it put it in the G5, the G1, your g mom. Cow can roll. Oh, nigga, hang on, man. <laughs> How you dunking on my gra- dead grandmother, man? I'm mean, say, that ain't cool. <laughs> say, what the fuck's wrong with you motherfuckers this week? Um, Bound for Glory, this was, I guess that was last Friday, last Saturday, whatever the case may be. It was headlined by Josh Alexander versus Alex Shelley for the um, Impact world title i'm still looking up this shit so bear with me uh for those who didn't watch it uh honestly this was one of the better shows that i saw this weekend and it would behoove you to at least dip your toe in it um just for filler busting purposes i will say that if it wasn't for unfortunately um Mike Bailey and obviously Will Ospreay just having another ridiculous match. Just it's almost unfair to have that match on this card and then have you know guys trying to follow this shit. Um, I'm I'm not a huge Mike Speedball Bailey fan. I do like him. I think he. I feel like he's. He's an amazing wrestler, but just ultimately he's bland to me. He doesn't have a, a personality. Even, uh, you know, as, as humble as he may be, he just doesn't come off as 
someone that um, that I want to you know want to invest in. I want to watch matches with him, but I don't want to be like, oh, this guy is somebody I want to watch going forward. Like, and we've said it before, Osprey is just is who he is. Um, this run has just been absolutely amazing. It's been it's got like ten more weeks to the year. I almost want to say this is the best Will Osprey match I've seen all year. That's that's saying a lot, but mm. I said I almost want to say it. Whoa. I said I yeah. almost want to say it. All right, um, let's not act like this wasn't a five star match. It was a five star match. It okay, fucking ruled. Okay, There's so no doubt. So then from that point, fucking ruled. You know, you got. A's across the board. Which A do you like better than the other A? Yeah, it's a matter of taste, I suppose. Uh, I liked it a lot. I <clears throat> I would put it probably at number four off the top of my head for this year. The two Omega matches in front of it and the Zack Sabre Jr. match. Fair. I liked all, all three of those better. But, yeah, I mean... I'm the same way with you, and I, I might eat my words someday, but, like, Mike Bailey, super fucking fun to watch. Uh, I'm not very invested in him at this point. No, I'm not. I, I totally did not uh, saying that you're wrong. I'm, I'm agreeing with you ultimately, like I said. Did you like the main event? The main event and um, – the women's match were both matches that I were interested in because they both had essentially the same storyline. The champion took over from the challenger after the challenger got hurt and had to relinquish the title. I was thinking Trinity would probably end up beating Mickey James because you want to get Trinity over as one of the big impact uh, knockouts talent, put her on the same level as Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, um, Mickey James, yada, yada, yada. Um, that wasn't a surprise to me. I like the fact that, you know, she tapped Mickey out. That's great. You know, a good, strong way to build the babyface champion. The one I was surprised with was the main event. I just thought that Josh Alexander was going to come back and take back over the uh, – the top throne from Alex Shelley. I guess a part of me, sorry, Tender Mahal, a part of me is not a huge Alex Shelley fan. I just, he he rubs me the wrong way in a way I can't describe. The build to it, I was kind of like, okay, I, I get why Alex Shelley is, you know, is pissed because it always feels like it's Josh Alexander, but it felt like Shelly was the instigator. He came off as heelish to me where Josh was just trying to show him some respect. And anytime some shit went down, it was usually Alex Shelly that was the instigator of it. So in that scenario, I was a little surprised just because I like Josh, Josh Alexander. I thought this was the second best match of the night, obviously behind Osprey and uh, Mike Speedball Bailey. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this match. Uh Hell no! It just I I was not I did not care who who won, so that's well you don't really watch. I don't really watch. Yeah, so yeah. Say. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I was watching this while I was doing other things. I paid a lot more attention to Osprey versus Mike Speedball Bailey. I did watch before I didn't realize that I, before I realized that I didn't have any time. I started with the Kenta Chris Saban match and had a nice little time with it. I thought it was pretty good. 
Um, Chris Saban retains 1128. Um, obviously, all this is on Cage Match. So if you, you know, if I fuck it up, you can come back and call me out on that. Uh, PCO wins Monsters Ball. Um, if you've seen Monsters Ball, this is basically what you've seen before. Not a big deal. Um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay win back the Impact Tag Titles off of. Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. A uh, bit of a surprise, but I do like both teams. I think this is going to be a feud that will go on for quite some time going into 2024, my third highest rated match of the card. Obviously, we expounded on Osprey versus Mike Speedball Bailey. Call Your Shot gauntlet match ends up with Jordan Grace winning, first female to win the Call Your Shot gauntlet match. Um, she now has an opportunity to. The final two were her and Bubba. And which has been a long storyline. If you watch Impact Wrestling, uh, Bubba kind of punked her out a little bit about six months ago, and now Jordan gets her receipts on Bubba. So that was a nice little long story, uh, long term storyline. In that, um, she'll end up probably facing Trinity at some point. Actually, she called it uh, "It's Hard to Kill" next year, twenty twenty four. We'll talk about that in thirty seconds. Um, talked about Trinity retaining. Talked about uh, Alex Shelley retaining. So that's essentially your uh, bound for glory results. Now, Grace calling out Trinity for "Hard to Kill" in twenty twenty four leads us into the TNA rebrand, and that was something I almost missed because I was. After the Alex Shelley match, I was kind of pissed off. I was getting ready to turn it off, but then it quickly went into the vignette where they're going to rebrand from Impact Wrestling back to TNA Wrestling starting in really in 2024 at uh, Hard to Kill. I'm sure they're going to change the titles and all that other good shit, yada, yada, yada. I'll just say this. As the guy that watches regularly, I don't know if this is the smartest move in the world you kind of got to wait. TNA has always been that that has that negative connotation from it. I thought going to Impact Wrestling at least it wasn't the best name in the world, but it was. It felt like a clean start. And now you've built this, you know, nice little brand that's a an alternate to WWE and AEW. Um, TNA just reminds me of the bad old days, and it reminds me of the way the reasons why I didn't watch. So I'm curious to see how this rebranding is done. Um, I'm going to watch until you give me reasons not to. Uh, there's plenty of talent on there, so there's that shouldn't be a problem. But how they book, how they present shit, I will definitely be paying closer attention to that because, like I said, TNA reminds me of Eric Bischoff, Jeff Hardy showing up drunk. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You had Kurt Angle, and, that, and I still argue that's Kurt Angle's best run in his career was over in TNA. But when I think of TNA, I think the bad shit first. Dixie Carter before I think of Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle type shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad it's a bad move. Like, I guess they're just trying to reclaim it or something. Bro, that ain't nothing to reclaim. Do not. That's like, that's like. It's just a bad idea. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds like a made-up wrestling faction in a show that's that doesn't understand what wrestling is. It's a bad name. I've, I've, I've never liked it, but that's just me. I mean, Impact's not very good either. I think that you need <laughs> three letters or four letters. I don't think you need it, honestly. I mean, it would be it's nice to have just for branding purposes. I think the Impact World title, is, it looks nice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a nice design. I'm not saying the that, American Wrestling League, AWL. 
almost sound, I was getting ready to say it almost sounds like too close to AWA, but you know that's who just cares? Me. I know, I know. That's just me. I don't get look. If you win a Powerball, you want to you spend your money and open this shit up and call it the AWL, motherfucker. You know I'm gonna be the first one talking that AWL shit. <laughs> so I mean, you, you, look. <laughs> yes, I mean, pay me no mind. I'll be the hype man for the AWL if it ever happens to come to the pass. Like I said, I just don't. <laughs> say, Sorry, Prince Nana, you might have to get paid if that happens. Um, I just don't think it's the best move, but that's just me. Um, the talent should be fine. It's just the branding is just it's unnecessary. You're in a good Nice little sweet spot. Feels like they're on an upswing. Uh, Apparently, Osprey. they're going to put money into this uh, production, you know, bigger venues, you know. So, the production has always been the one complaint that I hear from people that don't watch it on a regular basis. It looks like a weekly house show. I listened, I, to, I listened to an interview with Brian Myers on the – that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. On the uh, Sam Roberts show, and he was talking about how Impact was just like – Everybody was, like, working towards the same goal. He was, like, talking about how great it was backstage and how everybody works together. And Osprey kind of had similar things to say uh, this weekend after his match against Bailey. So, um, well, so him sounds like Josh, they got a good thing going. Josh Alexander and um, Will Osprey had a, t- a tape match. I think it's coming on tonight or somewhere down the line, so look for that. Um, it'll probably be on their YouTube channel. Uh Josh Alexander for the G1. I just wanted to get that into. All right. Yeah, now we're talking. Uh, That's going to do it for our three count. One, two, three. I don't have any odds and ends, do you? Um, No, I was going to say, you know, PSP 15's out. Check that shit out. Yeah, Um, please hype your other podcast. (laughs) I don't know why you you always talk about, like, you know, it, it's um well like, like you're cheating on us or something. I, I don't. I, I try to I always. Well, I, a, 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 I am. A, no, I am a rising cheating, tide floats and, all boats. And B, I always fuck it up because the intro I always say band Listen, from ringside we, versus. I'll live off Jason Bell the brand. <laughs> <laughs> Just create the brand. Yeah, all right? create JCB. the brand. Yeah, um, I, will, I will. I will find those motherfuckers. Right. Um. Check it out. It's on Visionary Global Media um, on the audio side. Um, obviously, you just got to plug in uh, Phoenix Splash Podcast. And what's the difference between the Phoenix Splash Podcast and Band from Ringside? Um, just we talk about a little more of um, Joshi Pro Style and Parisu Wrestling, more um, Noah, more um, Stardom, uh, TJPW, and then obviously we talk New Japan too, sprinkling a little. All Japan, um, all the stuff that J- Japanese wrestling fans want to talk about and listen to that we don't get the chance to talk about here. That was the genesis of it. So we talk about on uh, Phoenix Splash. And check out our YouTube channel, uh, Phoenix Splash Podcast. There is always a deeper level to pro wrestling. <laughs> always a deeper level to pro wrestling. Phoenix Splash Podcast. Wherever you find your podcast. That's right, baby. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> this is banned from ringside. <laughs> uh, we, got some, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, is 45. Taku Mishinoku. Is the Mishinoku driver named after Taku Mishinoku? So, he's only 50? He's he's what? He's 50. 50 mm. years old. Wow. He's got a whole move named after him. Got and it. everybody calls him that. Did you know? Calls it that. Did you know Dusty Baker 
I guess, quote-unquote, invented the high five? The manager of the Astros? No. Somewhere, I, I was listening to this. invent the high five? He was, this is, I just heard it on the radio. I think it was on Greeny's podcast or Greeny's show this morning on ESPN Radio. I guess he hit a home run, and as he's rounding first, he puts his hand up, like, you know, what you're supposed to do for a high five. The first baseman coach apparently high-fived him, and that was the genesis of what we know as the high-five to this day. No, nah, I've never heard that before. I have never heard that shit either. I was like, damn. My dad I says. Be, I bet he didn't do it when the Cardinals are hitting home runs again. <laughs> Eat shit, Dusty Baker. Come find me. Fuck you. Um, my, Sorry, Dust. <laughs> my dad used to tell me that when, uh, when, when his high school, St. Dominic, played Jennings, in 1972 in basketball, he showed up off the bus with his head on backwards, and he says that's when black guys started wearing their hats backwards in 1972. Hey, Dusty Baker, shred center. <laughs> My dad thinks he's Martin McFly. Hey, it's your cousin Marvin. Marvin Barry, listen to this. Martin McFly invents rock and roll. That's what my dad thinks he is for the backwards hat. Oh, no. I'm dead. That's amazingly funny. Jesus Christ. Silly bastard. Bobby Fish is 44. Uh, MVP, 50. That don't seem right. That just, I, you know, I get it off this website. They could... They could be off by three or four years every time for all I know. He looks Rocky Romero for is 41. Paul 41? Orgris, 41, yeah. Rocky Romero, 41. That didn't surprise me. That surprised you? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Paul Orndorff, 74. Edge. Uh, Adam Copeland? Yeah, Canadian. Uh, <laughs> he is also 50. Uh Bobby, I missed that dunk. Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, R.I.P. Funniest to ever do it. God damn. Absolute funniest to ever do it. Until he threw Chris, himself through that Christian. window. <laughs> Would have been 79, R.I.P. R.I.P. And my dad, Bob G., is 67 this week. Hey, happy nope. birthday, Bob Sh- G. Shout out, Bob G. Bob G's in the house. Tyler Rex is 45. Tyler Rex is now a woman. I forget what her name is. What? Yeah, Tyler Rex is a trans person. W- when not, the fuck did this happen? Not my dad. A couple of years ago. <laughs> no, that's no. We're not. We're we're done talking about both dads. <laughs> um, or Canadian. <laughs> the, the lie detector results come in. He is not your father. <laughs> and L. A. Knight is forty-one. God bless that dude. He's gonna have a hell of a birthday. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you listening to our podcast. For my beautiful family inside. Check. For Murray the Murray Man Murray. Check. For Lucha Chris. Check. For Patriot Pat. Check. For Tender Mahal. Double for check. Vice. Triple for check. For Three Beers, Zach Pullman. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell. Get you out, bitches. I went through that really fast. Bitch, you got the rest. Um, support your local weed dealers. Check. Support your local restaurants. Check. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Double check. Call your mom and dad. Triple check. And never, <clears throat> never, ever forget. Oh, and I'm Bill Vega. I check. don't know if I said this. Boot nope. the heels. Boo! Boo! Bitch.